Welcome to Bible Studies for Life Adults podcast. I am Lynn Pryor, and my co-host is Chris Johnson. Chris, it's always good to see you again. Thank you, Lynn. Good to see you, too. Glad you know, to, to have this opportunity. And we should clarify for those who are listening, when we talk about seeing each other, we're living in the same world everyone else is. Uh, <laughs> Chris, I think it's been, what, about six weeks since we literally saw each other face-to-face. I mean, actually in the same room together. Uh, so, closer to two months. Yeah. yeah, so we are doing this all remotely. Uh, and, uh, Chris and I are on, gosh, different ends of even Nashville. Uh, but joining me in Murfreesboro and at her own house is Amber Vaden. Amber, thank you for joining us for this podcast. Well, thank you for having me. It's, it's good to be here. And Amber, Amber, Amber and I uh, set uh, in cubicles next to each other uh, for a long time, and so uh, I was I was really used to seeing Amber all the time and talking to her. And uh, there were a lot of kind of uh, comments and things where we had a chance to talk. Where um, she just saved me many times when I when I had problems and issues, computers and oh, things. So I'm sure. I, I miss not having Amber to just just pop over the the. Uh, side of the cubicle and say, hey, Amber, how about? <laughs> I, miss, I, I miss seeing Amber come in every morning with your, was it a Dr. Pepper? No, you, it's tea. It's, tea, uh, okay. Yeah, it's hot tea, yeah. The coffee drinker that I am, just uh, miss seeing all that. So anyway, glad you're joining us for this, Amber, because we are in this study on spiritual disciplines. Yes. And I, I want to remind you that um, Jim Wilson was the author of this, and uh, we, we're trying to do this every week, and so so, so this about will make us uh, three for three. Uh, Jim Jim defined uh, spiritual discipline is as the small things that we do as believers in, that we do intentionally. That and these things are things that we do to open ourselves up to God's work of conforming us to the image of Christ. So today we're going to talk about uh, prayer. And uh, we, so we want to spend some time talking about that. But a part of the whole conversation around prayer is that idea of talking and listening. And Jim talks about uh, the impact that uh, cell phones, uh, smartphones have had on our lives. Um, it's for, for a long time, I resisted having a mobile phone because being in my car was the one time that nobody could reach me. <laughs> sure. it, was my, it was my cone of silence. It was that safe place in my life. <laughs> and so, um, uh, but now, you know, I look at my phone occasionally and it'll, it, will, it will say to me, here's the report of how much screen time you have had this week. And it was so much more than last week or so much less than last week. And it's a lot of time. And, and Jim talks about about that in the, in the opening. Talk, talk a little bit about your all's experiences with that. Yeah, when that comes up on my screen on my smartphone, I close it real fast <laughs> because it, it makes me think, what am I doing? What am I spending my time on? I don't even want to think more about that. So I close it. I close it and move on. <laughs> well, that's the thing with our smartphones, which the, the wonderful thing about our phones is that we can text anybody, contact anybody anytime. The bad thing about our smartphones is we can text and contact people at any time. Uh, it's, it's kind of a, a, a good thing, and it can be a bad thing because I have these conversations, and you guys have been in meetings like this. You've been in a Zoom meeting where you see someone all of a sudden, they're looking at their phone. It's easy to get distracted and, and have, a, have a, a conversation with somebody. Uh, and we think, well, that's sort of what we do with prayer. We just have these little popcorn prayers with God all during the day. 
which is a good way to pray, okay? I don't want to discount that. But what Jim is taking us here as a spiritual discipline is thinking about prayer as a deep, it's a focused prayer time. It's not just like God's interrupted me on my phone, here's a quick text, and I respond quickly. The idea here is that we're going to take time, uninterrupted time, to pray and talk to God. So we're going to get into John 17 to kind of get us down that road. And the wonderful thing about John 17, this chapter is a focused, uninterrupted prayer by Jesus. Uh, And where he begins with his prayer is praying for God's glory to be seen. I like how he starts this. Let me just just, uh, read verse 2 here, uh, or verse 1, where he says, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son so that the Son may glorify you. I mean, that's where he begins, for the Father's glory. And I think what we ought to do in our prayers is we need to pray for God's glory to be seen. So um, in, in this, re- this reference, um, it appears that the idea of glory and glorify is that, um, that God is made famous, made known, that he, mm-hmm. is, that he becomes what we focus our attention on. Um, and 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 Jesus says the same thing will happen, that God will glorify Him, and and so so many times when when we talk about glory and glorify, um, I, I'm I struggle a little bit with just getting my head around exactly what that is. This passage is a little clearer, but there are other times um, when we talk about the glory of God, um, when it's not kind of that. It's not the Shekinah glory of Exodus uh, 35, 36, um, but, um, you know, and I've been a Christian a long time. I've, I've, I've been to seminary. I've been a pastor, and I still can't get my head around that all the time. So I think that we need to acknowledge that there would be people in our groups who would have the same issue. Fair? Yes, I, I think so. I mean, it's, uh, in, in a sense, it's like, but um, how do we make that more um, clear and understandable? What, what does that exactly even mean for God to be glorified? And so that might be a great um, question to kind of pause and camp out on in your, in your Bible study session to really kind of talk about what does that mean and what does it look like for us to, one, pray for God's glory to be, uh, to be seen by other people, and then two, um, what, is, what does that look like to see God's glory? Well, Amber, one thing that caught my attention is how Chris just said it a few moments ago, that idea of making God famous. Mm-hmm. And I don't normally think in those terms, but usually we go to God with our prayers. It's our, it's our prayer list, the things I need, the things uh, praying for other people. And those are certainly, le- I'm not discounting those. Those are probably the very legitimate prayers. But notice where Jesus began. Father, I want you to be seen. I want you to be made famous. And yet you put that in the context of the model prayer. The first request he says to pray, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your name be recognized as holy. He kind of goes down this same road. So I think what I want to do is, even as I look at that, my my to-do list of things I want to pray about, with each one of those, God, to quote Chris Johnson, God, make yourself famous in the way you answer this request. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think that's a good way to explain it uh, and to really think about it. Sure is. 
Well, so he talks about praying for God's glory. He also, in this, in this prayer, we're going to skip down to verse 21 in our study together in our groups. So we, after we pray for his glory, we also think in terms of praying for unity. But it's unity with God and among believers. Here's Jesus' prayer in verse 21. May they all be one as you, Father, are in me and I in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you have given me so that they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you're in them so that they may be completely one, that the world may know you sent me and have loved them as you have loved me. Wow. Powerful words. I think Mm -hmm. that um, it's significant that uh, this is, Jesus is, is verbalizing in this prayer what his desire is that, that we would be one with him, that we would have that type of relationship and intimacy with him, that, that there would be a sense of oneness in us um, is, is very, very powerful. But also the fact that his desire is that as believers, that we have that same kind of unity and oneness and prayed for that um, is, a, is I, I don't know that we, focus enough of our attention on how serious and how important it is that that the church have that kind of unity Mm. well i yeah i think it's it's so valuable and i really think it's going to impact the way that um your church is viewed in the community so if if there's not a lot of unity that's probably going to be known I mean it could impact your witness so beyond just uh, I think like you said Jesus desire was that we would be one uh, and that's how he intended for um, the church to operate is in a unified manner but it it impacts our witness and and our our work for him Um, Lynn and I both have uh, a lot of similarities in in our careers and one of the things that we both did for a short period of time was uh, serve as uh, the editor of a magazine at Lifeway called the Deacon Magazine. And um, I, my dad was a deacon, and I've just had a great relationship with a lot of men who have served um, in, that, in that capacity in the church. But I was, um, I, I was always reminded of, of, of the deacons in, in the church where I first pastored who really took it on as uh, their sole responsibility to to protect and keep the unity of the body and right. they would do anything to make that a reality. And so that sometimes it was difficult things. It was dealing with hard issues, but a lot of the times it was just saying, we're, we're, we're going to look after you pastor. We're going to look after the staff. Um, and uh, that, that legacy uh, has continued to this day in this church. So, um, you know, it's a church that I can look at that that is known in the community for the love that they have for each other and for the unity that they have as a body and the powerful things that God has done in that church uh, through, you know, three or four decades. It's just absolutely amazing. It's great. One of the things that I've learned about unity in the church or in a group is that once it is such a rare thing to have it and to experience it, that you, when you, when you have it and can experience it, it, you do everything that you can to protect it and defend it and not let anything take that unity away. That's a good yeah. point. Yeah. And I, I would contend that the key to that unity, as we pray for unity, we've got to begin our prayer where Jesus 
parade where we looked at earlier, that sense of God, I want you to be glorified. Because when we're seeking his glory, it's the focus is not on me. And what causes disunity? When the focus is on me and, and the focus is on you and, and we're now at odds with each other. Uh, and I think we only achieve this unity when we are in God and he is in us and we are truly focused on God, you work through me for your glory. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go. Let me, let me uh, move us on a little bit now. Let's go to the next section of verses, which is verses 24 through 26. As we prayed for God's glory, we've been praying for uh, unity with him, unity within the, uh, the church family. We're also going to pray for God's love to be known and experienced. Uh, let me, I just, for the sake of time, let me just read verse 26, where Jesus prayed, I made your name known to them. And we'll continue to make it known so that the love you have loved me with may be in them and I may be in them. Boy, he says, I want you to know about this love and I want you to experience it for that love to be in you. He gives some clarity to the issue of glory there too, I think, by talking about that uh, there's going to be a time when we will see his glory um, in, that, in that unique way from an eternal perspective. And uh, then, then that challenge to help make him, him known so that others can experience that is a powerful, powerful word for us as, uh, as the church today. Yeah, I like one part of what the um, author has written in the personal study guide. He says, uh, when we grow in knowing God, the force that drives us will be the desire to make him known. And so I think that's these verses. It um, When you are walking with the Lord and, gosh, recognizing all of um, the spiritual blessings we get when we do walk with him, you don't want to keep that to yourself. Uh, you know people who could really benefit <laughs> from knowing the Lord. And so it's, it's easier uh, to just have a conversation about him because you know you know what you're talking about you know how he has um impacted your life and so i think the closer we are to the lord that's just going to drive us to want to talk about him more i'm so grateful that you've mentioned that and that that's a part of our conversation because that that challenge to have that deep level of intimacy with god um is is so important in the whole issue of spiritual disciplines and, and we, we need to help our groups to understand uh, that this needs to be a priority um, in our lives. So we're not discounting again those little moments, those little quick prayers that we pray along the way. But that does not need to be our sole prayer time. And it, a discipline of spending focused time with Christ. And again, Jesus in this prayer uh, is is our model. He models this mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. us, that the, the level of intimacy and the oneness that he had with God is what he wants us to have with him. Yeah. All right. So thank you um, guys for uh, sharing some insights into this passage. I want to thank all of you who are listening to uh, Bible Studies for Life podcast for adults. Uh, thank you for taking the time to listen and be with us today. We want to uh, talk to you about a couple of other things and especially those of you who are leaders so if you'll hang on for just a minute but we do this for you and hope this is beneficial to you and and that this will energize and deepen your walk with God as you focus on these spiritual disciplines especially the having this level of intimacy with God 
Sure. Now, and Chris, as, as in our, our groups, wherever, whatever material we use, we have these times that we're in a Bible study group. That's important. There's also time that you need to spend in your, whether you're using the daily discipleship guide or using a personal study guide, there is value in you spending time by yourself in the study, really getting into God's word. But Amber provides for us, she uh, helps create the daily discipleship guide, which has the five daily devotions. Um, but Amber, I want you to talk about another way that we can interact with the scripture. We've talked about the group. We've talked about my role as an individual, but talk to us about the, uh, we, uh, it's, called, uh, it's called Talk It Out, correct? Yes. So Talk It Out, it's, an, uh, it's printed in the Daily Discipleship Guide. At the end of each session, there's a little half-page part, uh, and it is um, just a little outline. It's three questions. You can encourage your group members to gather with two or three other group members sometime during the week could be on the phone, could be in person, and just to kind of talk a little and go a little, little deeper into what you just studied, the Bible study you just studied. And so it's really for a smaller group where you can maybe share um, maybe a bit more transparency than you would have shared in the larger group um, when you meet. And so it gives three questions that they can ask and discuss and really talk about that, that scripture passage just a little bit more. Great. I think that's a great resource in the Daily Discipleship Guide. If you want to know more about the Daily Discipleship Guide, just visit uh, our website, which is BibleStudiesForLife.com. And you go there, you go to the adult section, you can just scroll down and you will see some information. And I believe there's a way you can even get some samples of the Daily Discipleship Guide. Amber, thank you for working on that day in and day out. It is a, it is a wonderful resource. Well, thank you. I'm glad to do it. You got a teaching tip for us? Oh, I do. I do. I wasn't sure if we had time. So, <laughs> oh, we, do. Uh, we'll make, we will make time. If we have time. So this uh, teaching tip is just a creative idea that you can use at the beginning of your session, maybe right after you ask uh, the first discussion question and kind of um, launch into the, the topic at hand. Uh, but essentially, this is a short, you can keep this at five minutes or under. Um, invite two volunteers to come to the front of your gathering place. Uh, and if possible, choose two people that are not best friends or spouses or, you know, going on 30 years of being friends together. Two people that don't know each other maybe as well. Uh, and give them this task. They have three minutes to find two or three things that they have in common. And then start a little timer. Uh, and when it's done, uh, what, what you'll learn and what will be demonstrated is that in order to find things they have in common, they had to talk and ask questions and listen and kind of think through, what do we have in common? <laughs> Uh, and all that to say, for them to learn that, it had to be some communication, which our way of getting to know the Lord is through prayer, and one of, one of the ways. Uh, and so our prayer time is, is super valuable. It's, it's one of our uh, biggest privileges to get to know him better and to learn more about him. And so that's just a, a little fun uh, activity, a little active thing you can do in your group to, um, to, to launch this discussion. That's great. So when we... When we talk about prayer, so many times we talk about what we do and our request and the th things that we do. Um, but I think what you just said is important that we must understand that a part of prayer needs to be listening to God, not just talking. 
So that idea of if we can carve out time just to be quiet in our prayer time, to listen as we read God's word, if, if we'll pause and listen so that he has a chance to speak to us through his word. Um, I, I think those are a part of what Jim Wills wants us to get in what it means to practice spiritual disciplines. And not just that we're talking and going on and on, but that we would, that we would have a conversation with someone to get to know them better and then listen to them. And I don't know that we do that very well. And that may be a discipline that we need to uh, make a priority in our lives. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you for listening. I'm glad you've been a part of Bible Studies for Life podcast for adults today. And we're grateful for our listeners and hope that it's been beneficial to you and hope that it will help you as you uh, move into focusing on, on a time of Bible study with the group. And we hope that you'll join us again for our next podcast. Mm-hmm.